Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. talked about so many times before, He doesn't bend His perfect plan to suit our imperfections. He won't cut us a break and adjust things just a little bit to compensate for our foolishness and sin. Instead, what He does, if we will submit ourselves to Him and cooperate, instead of adjusting His plan to suit our imperfection, He actually adjusts us to fit his perfect plan. Perhaps one of the biggest mistakes we can make as believers is to think that God will bend his will or compromise on our behalf. In today's message, Pastor Robert will remind you that as followers of Christ, we are called to diligently seek out the Lord's will and to allow it to transform us on a daily basis. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus died on a cross, but he was resurrected, and and he's alive. He wants a friendship with me. He wants to interact with me. He wants to be involved in my day-to-day decisions. He, He wants to enable me and assist me and teach me and instruct me. He he wants to do all of those things. But there's some things that he will not speak into because he has already spoken. And he doesn't change his mind. And he wants us to read the book. He wants us simply to take the time to study the Word. He's already spoken on on these things. And as we've talked about so many times before, he doesn't bend his perfect plan to suit our imperfections. He won't cut us a break and adjust things just a little bit to compensate for our foolishness and sin. Instead, what he does, if we will submit ourselves to him and cooperate, instead of adjusting his plan to suit our imperfection, he actually adjusts us to fit his perfect plan. The Bible says that when we come to him in humility and faith, we acknowledge our need for Him when we come to Him and ask for forgiveness and and open our hearts to Him, that what He does is He perfects us. He begins that process of recreating us and working in our lives. But see, here's the thing. So many people won't come to Him in humility and faith. So many people don't come to Him and ask Him to take charge, take control, remake me, recreate me, transform my life because they don't trust Him. And that's such a mistake. See, the thing that the Bible confirms to us over and over again, and life experience will also make clear if we'll just allow for it, is that he is perfectly and completely trustworthy. He loves us. He's devoted to us. 
And one of the ways that, as we've seen in the past and considered together, one of the ways that he, that he demonstrates that is in our actual design, the way he designed us. Is there anybody in here that doesn't like chocolate? I, I have met one or two people that just actually don't like chocolate. Yeah, there are a couple of people in the room. Nah, I don't really care for chocolate. It's okay. You're weird. But <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But you know what? We, we all have things that just light us up, right? I mean, the, the, the certain taste, you know, Rick was, uh, you know, he alluded to it a, a little bit. A really, really good key lime pie lights me up. You know, if it's just got that perfect blend of sweet and tart, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever had a really good, fresh piece of key lime pie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's an ice cream place in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I've told some of you about it before. You know, it's, if you're ever in the D.C. area, you know, 45 minutes, an hour south of D.C. and Fredericksburg, there's a place, it's like, it looks like an old Dairy Queen. You know, you walk up and there are a couple of picnic tables outside, no place to sit down inside, and it's actually frozen custard. And the first time I heard about it, you know, one of the guys, and I go for training up there every year, you know, just outside of D.C., and, and this guy was telling me, you gotta, you gotta try this place. And I'm like, really? So oh, yeah, it's worth the drive. Now, understand, this training facility is in the middle of a military installation. It takes 25 minutes just to get from the guard shack at the outside of the military facility to the guard shack at the training facility inside the base, okay? 25-minute drive. And that's if you don't encounter troops that are running or you have to stop for whatever and then from the from the guard, once you get outside the military facility, it's another 30-minute drive, give or take, to the ice cream place. So an hour, an, a one-hour drive to get an ice cream cone? Okay, I trust this guy, so I'm like, i got nothing better to do. Let me just drive over there and see what the fuss is about. So then I get there, and there's a line. Not, not, I mean, not just a little line, right? It, they're, they're zigzagging across the front lawn of this ice cream place, and then down the you know, the edge of the property, and then down the sidewalk, and there are cars everywhere. And I'm thinking, okay, it must be good, but I hate lines. I hate them. You know, you go, like the post office or, or, or even worse, the cafeteria. You know what I mean? You get, you get to a, you know, one of these buffet kind of deals, you know, the cafeteria where you got to walk and, and there's, you know, a big long line. Let's just go to McDonald's. I'm just, I hate lines. But again, I got nothing better to do. I'm all by myself in Northern Virginia. He says this is, Great stuff. And, and then I, it only, it, they were so good at it that it only took me about five or six minutes to get from the back of the line to the front of the line. And, and I get my little ice cream cone. It wasn't expensive, three bucks or so, you know, for a frozen custard, 40 year old machine. They're still using the same 40 year old machine. And then I tasted it. It was worth that hour and a half. Every minute of it. Now listen to me. Some of you are sitting there scratching your head. You know, you're thinking, is this a sermon about ice cream? No. No. But I want you to bear with me and think this thing through. Why are some things worth it? The, the taste of whatever it is that, that lights you up. Maybe it's not ice cream, you know. Maybe it is just the perfect steak or tres leches or I don't know. Whatever it is. Why? Do you understand that it's not by accident? 
in the first couple of chapters of Genesis, we're given a description, you know, God creating the Garden of Eden, and he looked at everything, and, and he said, this is good. And I've told you before, I can just almost imagine him looking at the first mango tree. Oh, this is, this is very good, right? Or peaches. I got, an, I got an email yesterday. The peaches are ready in Georgia. Yes, I get emails about peaches. Absolutely. A really good peach. God looked at it and said, this is very good. Why? Was he going to taste them? No. No. It was all about you. It was all about you. As he created with care and deliberation, mango trees and peach trees, grape vines, watermelon vines, all of these different things, even tomatoes. Listen, I grew up in farm country. It's been years since I tasted a really good tomato. I can't imagine what they must have tasted like in the Garden of Eden. Because the ones that I would pick from my backyard and eat like an apple 30 years ago, it, it's fruit. And you realize it. It is. It's fruit. It's sweet. It's incredible. And God looked at it and he said, this is very good. And what he had in his mind as he did that was... Well, it, it was the, the culmination of a plan. You know, when God put all this stuff together, he did it with us in mind. And he created us with the ability to not only taste, but appreciate and enjoy these things. When God said, this is very good, it was with a sense of anticipation. The experience, how many, have you ever seen an infant taste something really, really good for the first time? Clarissa has. They, they just light up. It's like, oh. You just see the look on their face. And sometimes, you know, it, it's so funny to, to watch some babies get really excited about it. You know, so they start bouncing on the chair. Because they, this is good. Give me that. A lot of that. I want a lot of that. Pleasure. Do you think about God in the context of pleasure? Most of us don't. Because if it's holy, well, that equates with boring and maybe painful in our thinking. That's not the Bible, though. That's a lie. The Bible says that at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And when he looked at the garden and said, this is good, it was because it was going to bring you pleasure. These things were going to bring joy. They were going to, you were going to eat them with enjoyment. He did the same thing with sex. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again. But in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry, and we, we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. 
Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.